0: Minds, episode number 20. I uh, hope everyone's been having a good day. Uh, thanks for the people that are, you know, going to tune in live or the people that listen afterwards on the audio only. Uh, thank you for, for supporting and, and tuning in as well. Uh, so, on this episode, we have Melinda Ann. She is the communication director yes. of LUCA, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I said that right. LUCA, <laughs> which is Latinos United for Conservative Action. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we're glad to have her on. Kind of talk about Luca and what they're doing there, and then just also touch on some current events. You know, I think, I think we all have some opinions or something to say about the Durham uh, investigation. So, you oh, know, wow. we'll, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. But if you want, uh, uh, Melinda, introduce yourself and you know let the people know about Luca.
1: Yes, thanks for having me, you guys. Um, you know, I have done a couple of shows now, and you know that this is one of my absolute favorite things to do is just – not only speak to my fellow Americans, but to speak to my fellow Latinos, right? And um, in all of the most important things that matter in this country, Um, it's so important that we're all involved. So my name is Melinda Ann. I am the founder of New Mexit. So that stands for New Mexicans Exited the Democrat Party. I founded that um, organization in New Mexico where I am from. Um, You know, we, I have three grown daughters and it took for me to realize that I watched my ba- my daughter's um, kind of struggle raising my grandbabies in New Mexico. And i had already started politically, um, you know, really getting involved and said, wow, you know, my state is really not progressing. We really aren't going anywhere. And so um, my newfound love for politics and how government works really uh, forced me to dive into Uh, the policies and the laws and everything in New Mexico. And I really learned so much. And that's what's important is that we learn. Um, We educate ourselves and we learn about how our government is ran in each, you know, respected state where all of our states are different. And um, so, I, have, I could go on and on about New Mexico. We've come a long ways. We are now, you know, nationally and internationally noticed. And so that's really helped the people of New Mexico a lot because we were unnoticed for so long and nobody realized the real issues that was, I mean, we're over 50% Hispanic in New Mexico and we have a 21 Native American tribes and nobody really realized the issues that were at hand there. So I, I fell in love with that so much. Um, I also, so after that and really getting out there using social media and whatnot, um, I was approached by Jesse would like it and became the new Mexico ambassador for his organization um, as well as Marco Guterres, who is the original founder of Latinos for Trump. And okay. um, so I was the new Mexico ambassador there. So, you know, it's just been something that I love. And now um, I have the opportunity to work with um, the CEO. His name is Tony Dentria. He is a board member of the Hispanic 100. Um, he's also the CEO, I'm wearing the shirt today, of Por del Latino. Uh, Luca is a branch off of Por del Latino. It is a, a 501c4 organization. And, um, you know, we just, uh, we work side by side on Borde Latino is with with evangelicals, really important to get our churches back involved. Um, in everything that we do because, you know, we've really lost our way with God in this country. Um, Our children... I mean, everything, we can really see how that is just surrounded by not having God at the forefront of it all. Mm -hmm. And um, so LUCA is going to be the branch where we are, we really get in the nitty gritty and the grime of the conservative action politically, um, where we are working in the inner, you know, within the communities. We're building an amazing team right now for LUCA um, so that we can, you know, really get the work done where it, it, where, where we need it. And that's in the communities that is Mm -hmm. showing up to those sessions. That's writing letters, um, you know, formal letters to our congressmen, Congresswomen, our house members, everybody that we need to hold accountable. Right. And really Mm -hmm. work within our community to make sure that we're all getting involved. Um, because the importance off of that and what I love about Luca is, um, i've shared before i was very honored to be on a couple of phone calls with president trump while he was um in office and i know you've heard this but so that way for your audience and one of the biggest things that he did which i will never forget um he brought all the community leaders together across the country and he would get us on a phone call and he would mentor us and really Mm. just just tell us look this is what's important Continue to work in your communities, continue to work with your people, educate them, talk to them. You know, they don't want they didn't want us to talk. Right. If we were Republican or if we supported Trump, it was like, you know, stay away. You know, we weren't invited to the carne anymore. Right. We were we weren't allowed anymore. And I think that's where we I know that's where we really went wrong. And so President Trump really just said, I can't be here forever, right? And so, you know, spread this information, spread this, you know, to all of the people that you love, that you know, and, you know, uh, organizations like you doing shows where we can really reach out to our communities because we obviously don't have a media anymore. We do not have media. Any longer, so we have to become the media. And yeah. um, so I still show up to the carne asadas whether I'm invited or not. And they know, oh, here comes Mila. You know, we're about to get an earful. But you know, <laughs> it's okay because it it's worked with many of my family members, and it's really awesome to watch. And um, I just had like a five hour conversation with one of my she she had, like an adopted daughter. I took her in when she was younger. She was not having it with Trump. The other day we had a 5 hour conversation and she's like mom you are motivating me like I want to get out and do stuff now. So I really hope that that that's what we get from this is that we help motivate other people to understand that we the people are the ones You know, we're the fourth branch of government that has been ignored Mm -hmm. and our voices matter the most. And and we have been shut down and they try to shut us up for too long. So um, that's one of the biggest things that I really just loved about President Trump is that he wanted to make sure that all of us, people like you, people like me, that we continue to do what we're doing and never give up and really understand what it means to hold this government accountable. And it's going to be the only way that we're going to make a difference
2: yeah no, that's really good it's refreshing to hear that he had that type of message and what I'm getting from it is that that he's he's acting like a real leader, like a true leader and he's empowering people to become leaders so by like, giving you guys the message is like don't sit back uh go out there uh spread you know the message you know to wake up people and show them what is really happening in this country. So that's, that's refreshing to hear. That's 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 a good. Statement. I
1: was like, I was never invited by Obama, you know, or Bush or anybody. But I mean, it was really brilliant. I mean, if you think about it, it he—that you're right. He's a leader. He says, you know, this is the only way. And so, since I know I'm not going to be here forever, do not stop. Do mm-hmm. you know? States have more power and more sovereignty over the federal government anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's up to us to understand like what myself and my sister, Audrey, you guys will see more of us because um, she ran for a secretary of state in New Mexico. Um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. it, was, it was stripped from her. Um, and, but we're, you know, we're about to get really active again. And that's what happened. You know, we got to motivate our people. We put together a rally in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Three thousand people showed up. NBC awesome. News flew in from New York and did a docuseries on what we're doing in New Mexico because they're like, we've never heard of New Mexico, which is true. We're, you know, people think we're part of, a, we're not part of America. And so, you know, they really didn't understand the true issues that we live with every day. We're one of the poorest states. Um We're in the top for the highest crime. And uh, most of our Native American tribes live in poverty, Um, huge for child trafficking. Many people didn't even know that Jeffrey Epstein had a big ranch. Um, they are in Santa Fe, New Mexico, uh, wide open border. So you can only imagine. So there's so much. And so it's important that we all learn and really get involved in our own states because we're all unique. We're all different. Our laws are different. And that's going to be the only way to build in that in the communities and continue to build and build and invite people on and what i what audrey and i used to do when we'd have our shows again we're going to get started up again we would just bring on everyday citizens just Mm -hmm. uh, to give messages to our corrupt governor give them a platform you know give them a voice and and share those everywhere so because we know she was following us we were being silenced a lot um so we got to get real creative and just just really band together and that's how we're going to make a change from state to state
0: yeah, that, that's one thing you don't, you're right. You don't really hear a lot about New Mexico. I mean, no. it's right there. You hear about Arizona, Texas, but it's like, if like New Mexico wasn't there. Like, yeah. It, it's, yeah, well, you're right. We're being
1: heard but, now. You know, yeah. we really are. If you look at the yes. news, they're starting to really highlight our governor, highlight um, a lot of the corruption that is happening there. Um, she was, uh, she paid off a guy. She grabbed his crotch <laughs> and she wow. paid him off. You know, wow. where's the big, where's CNN at? You know, yeah. bringing out that story. Where are those uh, ladies or, or are there men that wear those pink uh, hats, you know, well, yeah. uh, <laughs> to go and protest? I mean, there's a lot of corruption going on. So, and and it feels good, you know, to have the community come together and um, what NBC News did that story. It was like when they released it, it was like NBC Boston, NBC Miami, NBC Mm -hmm. Connecticut, NBC LA. Finally, New Mexico was being heard on a national level. So um, we really got a lot of support. And thank God my sister, um, when she ran for New Mexico, Secretary of State, she got a lot of national support, which she was the the top three candidates that was talked about in the, in in the country when she ran. So you know it just feels good as a community, right, to be able to to accomplish all of that. So that's what uh, we want to do with Luca as well, and you know we have to be that uh, action behind it, the work. So we hope to inspire and help and become national so that many people carry on what President Trump, you know, really w- wanted us to do.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that's really good, because if you guys are setting the model um, for other states, you know, to do the same thing and be heard and actually speak to the truth that is happening in those states, because we talk about this all the time, is um, your mainstream media is mm-hmm. there. First of all, I don't know, we think that they are the minority and we are the majority, so they're keeping our voice down. Um, So if you set the, you know, I guess the model to follow and break through um, that bullhorn that is the mainstream media, Mm -hmm. you know, technology is on our side right now. So, And and hopefully, you know, it's just a matter of time, in my opinion, that people like you, you know, are are. Are going to kill the mainstream media. They're, they're not going to exist any longer uh, here pretty soon, in my opinion, anyways. I-
1: I, I'm, I'm with you with that one amigo We, um, They need to be shut down You know and uh, we, we're, I, I, I think we can all say That we can sit back and throughout these years We've actually watched them depreciate Right they had mm-hmm. to oh, yeah. Shut down major uh, buildings And you know cut back on staff And, and so I, It's happening it, It's not yeah. happening as fast as we'd like for it to happen But that's why it's important And that's why I love coming on these shows mm-hmm. And you know I've been doing this now for about five, six years. But these are the shows that I love the most, you know. And so um, I just, I hope that we can inspire others, share your content, share the word, share the education. Um, and essentially, you know, we're going to, we have to uh, take our country back.
0: Yeah, yeah. and that, and that's the thing that we've talked about before on the show too is, you know, there there's a lot of things that we would like to be kind of instant you know what i mean yeah. We'd love to correct this right away from one day to another but you know it's gonna take time it's a long battle and you know the way danny had put it before was you know you gotta you gotta pump the brakes on it do what you can to pump the brakes and little by little you start stopping all this craziness from happening until it, it's completely done so yeah, yeah, yeah. It took-
1: i mean I, it took five hours with my daughter the other day five hours of a conversation and, and she's like, you know, mom, you made me feel so comfortable, right? And I think that's another thing that I really want to speak on is because what I shared with her, I said, honey, they, they divided us in the very beginning, right? Trump, mm-hmm. we were so divided. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't. Uh, want me to talk to you the way I'm talking to you right now. They wanted us doing this because Mm -hmm. that saying is very strong and it has deep meaning. Um, United we are going to stand and divided we are going to fall. And the day before that, I've been on my Instagram. I battle it out. And he if he's ever watches this, he knows who he is. And he is an African-American man. Uh, or he says he's a black man. He's a black American. Um, and we disagree on so many things. Well, he actually called me on Instagram. And I said, let's go. I had time. I, up <laughs> yeah. the phone, I said, well, this is happening right now. Because I, I love to do that, right? Yeah. And so he and I ended up talking for like three hours and there were so many things that he could not. And again, it's the approach. It's how mm-hmm. we communicate. It's how yep. we have the conversations, the way we approach our conversation is going to depend on how that ends. Right. So it, 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 it all depends on how we um, utilize our words and how we educate and the and guys, it's, it's, a lot of common sense stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just putting it in, in a different perspective and really explaining how we are all have different perspectives and that government. You're never going to please everybody. And that sometimes we just have to pick our poison. But at the end of our conversation, um, that's why my voice is crazy. Cause I've just been talking a lot. But <laughs> you know, I, I, I told him the same thing. I said, look, brother, my fellow American at the end of it all, you know, this group, I love this conversation and I hope we can have one again. Um, you know, because he told me he's Black first before he's American. So you, you can imagine mm-hmm. the way our conversation went. But it ended being great after I told him that because he got real quiet and he says, Melinda, you're right. I can agree with you on that. United, we are going to stand and divided. We are going to fall. I said, so listen, brother, we have to figure this out. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, all- yeah, we have to figure it out.
2: Yeah. And it's all delivery. I agree with you 100%. That's why in our conversations, we try to, uh, like you said, you know, give our perspective, look at other perspectives and uh, use common sense, think pragmatically and make this, you know, it's hard to say educated uh, decisions because they lie to us about everything. So it's hard to, you know, uh, know what's truth and what's not. So let's just call them educated uh, guesses or, you know, estimates (laughs) of what's happening but it's all in the delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and what, one of the episodes that we just had, uh, we were joking and we call it validation because everything that's happening, you know, we have been already talking about. Yep. and it's,
1: A it's, lot of validation going on.
2: <laughs> yep. And um, one of them, you know, we we're talking about the media, right, and how it's failing and it's, I, you know, we think it's not going to exist here pretty soon. Look at what's happening with Fox. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they got rid of uh Tucker and you know, their ratings are just uh crashing and they knew that that was going to happen. But it's uh you know, big pharmaceutical companies that back uh uh Fox News and um you know, even uh, Dominion was it Dominion the one that uh, sued yes. them? Yeah, <laughs> Dominion. So, uh from, you know, the rumors are that uh, part of the settlement was that they got rid of uh, Tucker Carlson. Tucker. So,
1: well, of course, because yeah. we, he's speaking the truth, right? He's the loudest, mm. and he doesn't care. I mean, even though Hannity does it, I think Tucker just has zero care anymore. Yeah. I mean, and you know, kind of to a point, I think we Americans um, watching us go into a communist-style mm. path. I think mm. we're <clears throat> we're all we're all getting to that point, right? And that's what. Mm. You know, I was telling my daughter the other day, I said, you know, because she's like, mom, there was just so much I had to. She goes, I'm going to be honest with you. I started blocking your content because I was getting frustrated. It was just too much. And I said, Mm -hmm. look, there's an urgency behind this, Mm -hmm. because as you can see now, she sees it. She Mm -hmm. even admitted she kind of she regrets voting for Biden. She admits she doesn't like what she sees at the border. She Mm -hmm. she's admitting she goes, I hate Trump and you will never get me to wear a bag of hat or a shirt. She goes, but I'll tell you that man sure knew how to run this country. And uh, (laughs) as a businessman, he sure did put us in the right direction. So, you know, and I told her, I said, honey, you know, you're more of a moderate and we have a lot of moderates. I said, you know, you're kind of teetering, but I think a lot of Americans are really seeing the contrast now behind, Mm -hmm. I mean, between Trump and Biden and some are just so, they're just they're they got their heels dug in, and that pride will not mm-hmm. let them admit it. Some are just too far gone to the left.
2: Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I mean admitting that they've been wrong for so many years, maybe for the majority of their life, so it's hard to, to. yeah,
0: yeah. And that's the pride that they have. They got to get rid of because you know at this point, come on, like I don't care. I And I've said this before. I don't care if you're the most pro Biden person that ever existed, you know that your quality of life today is harder than it was when Trump was in office. And, you know, I'm talking about gas, food, clothes, anything you buy.
1: The wars around the world the that wars, we're watching, we money, our borders <laughs> so much.
0: It's worse. So it's like, those people need to let go of their pride because yeah, we're getting closer and closer into some communism type of, you know, country and, and, you know, if we kind of want to segue to that, it's like the whole Durham thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh That was probably one of the most communist <sighs> tactics that could have been done. And, you know... That's
1: treason. It's
0: yeah. treason, exactly. And, you know, they, they all knew, they all knew that this story was made up by Clinton. Every department involved, the FBI, DOJ, the people that are supposed to be, you know, going, hey, hold up, wait a minute. Like, you know, no, they pushed it harder. They pushed it harder. And, you know, where does that happen? That happens in communist countries where you have your Department of Justice doing the work of a political party. So that's that's where we're headed. And and people got to get rid of the pride because we're, we're getting deeper and deeper into that if, if we don't stop.
1: No, oh, we are. We are. And it's getting really scary. And that's another thing that my you know, that my daughter was talking about, you know, and, and she's like, she asked for my honest opinion. She's like, mom, do you think we're going to make it through this? Mm -hmm. And I said, I have hope. And let me tell you why I have hope. I have hope because of what we saw under Trump for four years He was able to remove so much where we quickly started to feel the relief. The world started to to feel the relief, right? Because Mm -hmm. those elites, they're not only in our country, they're across this world. And, you know, that's what I shared with her. And we spoke about it. It's like, look at all the billions of dollars that we send to other countries for their people because they live in poverty. Yet you look decades later and they're still in poverty. And they're still dying of diseases and they're still, they're stagnant, but their rulers sure are living that luxurious lifestyle. So, you know, Trump put all of that to an end, right? And I said, so I have faith and I have hope that as long as we get, Trump back in there. And that's what it's going to take that we can survive this, but we're going to have to do some major, major cleanup. And we got, and we got to continue this with mm-hmm. all of the, the people because what, while he's in office, there's still a lot of work to be done.
2: Yeah. yeah. There's um, what they're trying to instill is that insecurity and that fear. And that's part of their strategy. Um, you know, because once they have them doubting, and, uh, fearful of what might
1: fear. It's a good word.
2: They, they have to follow, you know, whatever the government is telling them. Now, if there isn't, the the fear isn't there and they know that we're going to be okay, then, you know, there's that confidence. People are speaking up, people are talking and, um, there's that unity there. Mm -hmm. So if, if basically, what, you know, you experience in that conversation is what's happening throughout the entire uh, uh, United States. And that's what they're banking on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. And so, but with Durham, I mean, you know, I know this report just came out. But what I want, I want to see with, the, with, with Durham now, he's supposed to be this bulldog. I want to see... um what are you going to do next? Or now you yeah. have the information and you also have the ability and the power to subpoena and, and, uh, put together grand juries and start, um, holding these people accountable because until we see that the American people just don't have faith anymore. Like you said, they, they you know, they, they instill fear, they instill doubt. There are so many things that we are doubting still. I, I have no Problem saying it, but we still doubt the election. I saw guys oh, yeah. uh, with my sister running, you know, for secretary of state in New Mexico. We saw it all. Uh, we we talk every day, and you know, we've spoken with many uh, other people, and we know we can see what happens. And so they are, but they they use a state like New Mexico because most people they know that we um, we can't do anything to stop them, right? Mm-hmm. So they're pushing so illegally pushing so much. Um, but I want to see Durham and I, I don't know, I may, I know this sounds a little petty, but I just want to make a bunch of, we told you so memes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That validation right there. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's, that's a, that's a, yeah. No, but and I mean, with uh, Durham, I think, um, what he was trying, um, Okay, so this took a very long time to develop, right, as far as, you know, completing the report. There was a lot of information that they had to go through, a lot of investigating.
1: Around the Um, world, too.
2: Yeah. And, um, but I think part of what he was trying to do is, you know, he went to, I think, Virginia and D.C., and uh, he had a couple of hearings there, and everybody got to see how corrupt they were because they were just straight dismissing everything that they were putting forth with good, you know, evidence. Mm-hmm. Um so I think he was trying to show that at the same time and obviously now we see the uh, FBI CIA uh the Clintons and you know the Democratic Party were all involved with this uh-huh. so who, Obama, Obama and Biden, Biden. Obama, Obama too, and Biden is um so who's going to enforce it if the FBI <laughs> was involved CIA was involved the entire you know Democratic uh, uh party was involved and uh They couldn't do anything with the court cases in D.C. and in Virginia. Who's going to uphold the law here? I I
1: hope
2: And and, I hope he takes it to the
1: Supreme Court.
2: There you go. And I think he was trying to show us that that's where it has to go. So that's kind of like you. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Um, So we'll see what happens. Because,
0: I mean, that's why we have the uh, what do you call it? Oh, my God, I'm going blank. The the balance of powers, basically, right?
1: Absolutely. And and
0: in this case, you have the executive and...
1: The legislation. The the legislator. And
0: And uh, the judicial. judicial, Mm -hmm. Right? And so you got judicial and and executive basically colluding with each other. Absolutely. You got to hope the Supreme Court, that balance, it, it provides it. And these people... You know, because, yeah, I think, you know, I don't think it sounds crazy to say that yeah, it's treasonous what they did.
1: Oh, it is treason, no, it Absolutely.
0: Is. You know? It's
1: election interference. They but, interfered with the election.
0: And, and my point, too, is, OK, they set the standard. Well, I think New York did or I forget who, where they gave that guy 10 years for making a meme. So that's that's a meme. 10 years.
2: You better. you. you there's Bro, for what they did. You <laughs> can look up more than the, that. What the penalties for treason is and it's pretty severe
1: Ooh, it's very so, it's a very severe if we take it back to the 1800s uh we all know like, what happened you know back then yeah. i'm not yeah. advocating for that let me make you know? that disclaimer real quick but you know i think what you know too many americans just need to stop being fearful yeah. uh when a lot of people you know when we do get into conversation they're like i wish i could do what you do i said oh no but i need you to do what i do <laughs> I need you, you know, cause she's like, you don't, I, I don't want to lose my job. I said, no, we're, 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 we have no more time for that.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: see how fast, did you see how fast they did this? Did you yeah. see, we can look back now and all the Democrats play by it's, it's the same playbook, right? So it's like, we can already see what's happening. Oh, here comes another virus. <laughs> That's cute. There's <laughs> that is. no virus coming and um, it's not going to work anymore. Like, you know, yeah. There's, there's, There really is nothing else that can be thrown our way that's going to be a shocker to us that we're just going to buy in and start. We we will never comply again mm-hmm. with this government. And so more and more people are starting to say they may not be as bullish as we are in the very beginning, but they're going to start voting and they are going to really start um you know, really standing with us and talking to their, like my daughter, she's like, mom, when you do a show, I want to come on with you. Like she's studying me. She goes, when I come, when I agreed with you one time years ago, I got so bullied by my, by the people who thought like me, that they were so mad at me. But now I think it's a very important mom that I come on and, and speak to, you know, the people she goes, because I do research, but you extended that. And I said, well, sweetheart, because you're, you know, you're late 20s, early 30s. I'm 51. I still talk to people who are in their 70s. Remember our generations, the way they have changed and the things that we have gone through. So I can look back at things that I remember in life that you don't even know about. And now I can see the path and we can see. And because I got so involved. Right. And that's what I she's like, I. I think I'm ready to be an activist. I mean, she, you know, this this five hour talk and it just made me so happy. Mm -hmm. And I said, you should become one and start with those in your circle. Mm
2: -hmm. That's
1: how it begins.
2: Just want to add something to what you just said right now. So uh, she expressed that she wants to come on and, and speak, right? And one of the things that, you know, we feel that is very, Uh, helpful, you know, for other people to hear and to kind of break out of that um, haze that everybody's in is uh, how did you um, start realizing the truth? You know, uh, what patterns did you start noticing to bring you out of that thought that you believed that you were supposed to be a Democrat, but, you know, deep down, Mm -hmm. uh, if you were to write it down, uh, as far as your values goes, you end up falling on the right. And, you know, you end up realizing that you're a conservative. Yeah. So, you know, we have those stories. And uh, what you just said, we've talked about is that pe- they target a certain base. Mm-hmm. And it's usually when people start reaching their uh, late 20s and early 30s is when they kind of start breaking out of that um, um, deep sleep <laughs> that that everybody's in, you know? Yeah. So that's really important. You know, that's really uplifting if, you know, she she wants to do that and start speaking about that.
1: She does. Um, because she hopes that it would um, open the minds to other moderates like herself, maybe mm-hmm. even those that, you know, aren't moderate but just have so much pride. Because, like, you know, she's, she's a mother. So that's, mm-hmm. that's big for her, right, as a mm-hmm. mother. And there was an incident of um, child trafficking. And being kidnapped that really scared her as well. So, you know, we, and then you start speaking of open borders, right? And so everything like just started making sense. And so it does take for people like our age to really sit down and have the patience and speak with those that are her age and even bring on older, because it's the only way that we can recognize what life used to look like in America. And because, Doing the research and like I tell people, and it's not my mom's fault, it's not my grandmother's fault, but you know that generation failed us, right? Because they they should have been doing what we're doing. Um, you know, we know what happened in the JFK era. We know what happened in the Reagan era. We know how just corrupt our government is, but we didn't have enough people to to really stand up. And the government, especially like a state of mine in New Mexico. You know we're so content with, um, you know, not having. Because when you come from a small town like me, I mean, we're all fighting for the same jobs, right? Mm-hmm. So we we have no choice but to get help from the government. So they keep us that way. So that way, you know, we don't we don't want to have. We're last in opportunities. So we don't. Mm-hmm. So so certain places they keep us that way. So that we just. You know become um accustomed to being stagnant that's just the way of life right and so it you know i moved away from there almost 20 years ago moved to denver colorado then moved to um connecticut new york with my ex-husband and i mean i've learned so much so it really takes for you to get out there and, and again talk to people that's something i love to do i love to talk um, but you know, it's, it's so important. So I am going to bring her on some shows because she's yeah. right. She could really hopefully change some more minds. She understands the urgency now.
0: Yeah. No, and that's the thing too. It's like, you know, the, the, you just gotta, you just gotta start. Right. Um, cause you know, me and Danny had, I don't know, I don't know how long, like when it first came up, like, oh, we should do a podcast before we actually did it. Yeah. It, you know, it was some time and. Yeah you know, you know we, we started it what last November, I want to say I think That's right awesome. before Thanksgiving. And you know it's it's something that like like we, we've talked about before, it's like we're we're trying to get people a different perspectives, right And yeah. if you don't agree with us, fine. but at least you know our recommendation is look things up, do your own research, don't just fall for whatever the media is gonna tell you because you know at the end of the day when when there no one's looking, then they're going to do the retraction or this or that. And and everybody missed it. Right. 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 The more people you have uh, talking about it and and speaking up. And like you said, fighting, because we're not just fighting for today, we're fighting for our kids in the future. Right. (sighs) So that's kind of what I understand. Like when when you say, you know, it's not that it's your, your, you know, our grandparents or our parents' fault, but you know, if if there would have been more fighting uh, or standing up. It affected
1: us now, 20, 30 years later.
0: So imagine yeah. that all the crazy stuff we're going through now, like how much crazy, if we don't do anything, how much crazier will it be for our kids in 20, 30 years?
1: And that's what I told her. And it was like, ding, ding, ding in her head. You know, she was like, oh, my God. So I think she understood why I was always going, you know, posting and because now she understands the urgency. I said, do you see how they were able to change a generation and society, you know, from 10, 20, 30 years ago to mm-hmm. where we are today and look at and and look at after Trump, how quickly because they became so powerful. So how quickly they were able to unwind all of that and push us into a place. I mean, now that's what the open borders are for. They're, they're changing the whole democracy of our country right now.
2: Yeah. And
1: that's going to affect us for the next 20 years.
2: Yeah, but- yeah. We and we always talk about um, talking to our kids. So you know, I've always talked about an experience where um, you know I started off young uh, at 18 years old, and uh, one of my best friends was 50 when I was at that age. And one of the things that he told me, and, you know, we had deep conversations, almost like a like a mentor, like a father figure type. And um, he he tells me now you know uh, what you're biggest responsibility is. So I started naming off all the, you know, things that everybody would think about, but he goes, no, um, your responsibility is uh, to make sure that that young lady is, a, is mature adult independent by that time she's 18. When right it now. And I go now it's like, you know, it's a newborn. It's like, yes, it starts now. It's it does. Okay. And then he goes in one of the my, one of his biggest regrets was not knowing his son. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he, at the time, his son was 16, uh, about to be 17. And he goes, I don't know what his favorite color is. I don't know who his friends is. He, de- he didn't know who, what his interests were. So he tells me, know your kids. And I took that to heart. And uh, it kind of goes into what we're talking about right now. You know, the school system, what they do, it's they extend to the adolescence. So when as to we go back in time, you know, uh, people were m- mature, independent. By the time they were like 14, 15 and 16, they were already doing hard work and they knew the value of life and money. And uh, what the school system does, like, for example, John Taylor Gatto talks about this in his books and he was a award winning uh teacher is that they purposely extend adolescence so that independence rather than being in their teens you know they're pushing it off until their late 20s early 30s
1: Yeah. and
2: uh, by us communicating with our kids and talking to them and knowing our kids you know we start becoming the biggest influence in their life absolutely so you know Mm -hmm. we can curb that you know instead of them seeing the truth later in life mm-hmm. you know they could start seeing it as soon as you know they're teenagers 15 16 and then no one can sway them one way or another they're independent in their own thoughts and they know what so they're doing yeah. yeah
1: i'm doing that with my my oldest grandson's going to be 14 this year And I have to say with my three daughters, even, you know, my adopted son, they are all, I think my son even more, you know, is a big Trump supporter. And so, you know, and they understand, but my daughters in the very beginning, because they're millennials, they were kind of like, oh, that sounded racist. But then I just had one conversation with them and I'm so thankful that it it made sense to them. And Mm -hmm. they all are just strong, conservative women, you know? And so like my, um, uh, my oldest, it has my 13 year old and 14 year old grandson. She's like, no mom, he's, he's going to work this summer. He's going to go mow lawns. Um, he's going to go do stuff because, you know, uh, they, they make me so proud. All of my girls are entrepreneurs. Um, and you know what I have to say, this is the only good thing that, you know, coming out of New Mexico and really not having the money. None of my daughters went to college. <laughs> and I think that's what saved them. <laughs> you know,
2: that's <laughs> probably what saved <they> us too. <laughs> they didn't, uh, yeah, they didn't get brainwashed and they didn't no. go into debt. So that's
1: thank God time. I was poor back then because yeah. <laughs> they didn't go to college and all of them were entrepreneurs. So uh, that was probably the only positive thing. I mean, but they they are they work hard, they run their own businesses, they are strong. Um, they still have the old school. Um, mentality. They play the old, you know, back from you know, back in the day. It's how I raised them, and and they're raising my grandbabies that way. So, and that's what we have to do. You know, that's what I was telling my my adopted daughter when we had that long conversation. I said, you know, because she didn't like the way Trump talked, and you know, she just started really bringing. I said, honey, you know, it's it, it's not a personality. Um, contest. Okay. And they started talking about how he was with women. I said, so you liked the career polished politician like Bill Clinton, but honey, look at what he did in the Oval Office. Yeah. So, you know, it's, and what I'm telling people now, and what I really, when I speak to my people, it's look at the policies, not the person. Mm-hmm. The policies is what's going to either excel this country and excel our everyday lives, or it's going to make us fall. One or the other. And so when I was speaking to the and I I don't know his name, he was on IG, but the the black American. Um and I and I told him the story that I told you about being invited on calls with Trump. I said, you know, I told him the same thing. Were were you were you invited on any phone calls with Obama? To speak to your communities, um, and I said, but you know, at the at the end of the day, I said, okay, right now, I'm going to tell, I'm just going to share the words with you. I want you to take the man, okay, and the way you feel about him out of the picture. Just listen to the words, and I shared with him what Trump told us, and I said, now, d- don't, he, because he wanted to get lost. I said, ah. I said, take the man and everything out, the words. What Mm -hmm. what do you think those what do you think about those words? How do you think that that would be a community builder? And like I could tell he was like he really wanted just to find something negative. And he says, I can't say anything bad about that. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I said, now that's just one there were a ton of those types of things, oh yeah, but I get it. you guys and same thing with my daughter, you don't like his personality, like she doesn't like you know his views on women's rights, and she was mad that Roe versus Wade was overturned. but we had to go into a long here's what I had to do. Go into the conversation to educate. What is the difference between federal and state? State actually has more power, and mm-hmm. you don't want to have a federal. A Roe versus Wade should have never happened on a federal level. It never should have happened because
2: well, they knew it was un- unconstitutional when it happened. It was
1: very unconstitutional. So, but but look at how long it took, and I had to educate her, right, and show her, and I had to do some more research to understand how states have more power. And she's like, yeah, but, you know, Texas is doing this and Mississippi. I said, well, that's why this is why we used to have a lot of activist activism back in the day. This is when the people used to be involved a thousand percent. And it's got to get back to that because that's what, you know, makes a, a country strong is when each individual state has the people so involved that they are actually in control. And I, and I, I broke it down. Your county commissioners. The power that they have, your county clerks, your mayor actually has more power than the governor. You know, it, it's it's the education process, and and how did this happen, me amigos? They took a lot of this out of our schools,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: to understand how our country is ran, understand. I, I mean, I'm old enough. I'm not going to assume y'all's age, but I remember the cartoon, the Bill. Right. And they used to sing the songs about how the bills work in D.C. and how laws are made. That's, you know, I remember all of that. That is nowhere to be found in this country. My ex-stepdaughter, she got her classes in Connecticut. And instead of teaching civics and American civics, guess what her class was? The rise of Islam. And there was nothing. About the American civics. So, when I shared all that with her, she's like, Mom. And I said, And so, imagine her generation, okay, we continue to allow this. That's why there's an urgency. So, yeah. imagine what, is, what she's gonna teach her children. And they're right. So, we have to take it back and we have to make sure that we are abiding. I said, And here's the biggest point, and I want everybody out there listening. So the reason why we expect legal immigration and this is sad that they have to understand and know the Constitution and the amendments in this country before they can even become a citizen. They're more well versed than us nationalized Americans that were born here. We have mm-hmm. to learn the Constitution. The majority of our kids and the majority of us don't even understood, understand how the Constitution works or the true amendments. But the an immigrant coming to become legalized, they have to know that. And, and that's why it's so important that they go through the legal process before they yeah. become American so that they understand why we have to protect our Constitution.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's that goes into the whole, you know, border talk to and, and wanting border security and immigration and all that. And, you know, I said on the last episode, when I was talking with Christian. It's like when we're talking about immigration and the border, it's so much layered than just that, you know, oh, it's anti-Hispanic, anti-this, anti-that. It's like there, there's so many layers going yes. into the border that, you know, we got to stop, you know, falling for that simplified version that just gets people all emotional and prideful and, mm-hmm. and, you know, then they don't start listening to anything. Right. Right. Um, that was, that was the main, you know, when it came to Trump, as soon as he said that about uh, immigrants or, you know, he said <laughs> bad people or whatever he said, um,
1: yes, well, he said, everybody said that he was being racist, that he called right. Mexicans rapists and murderers. And if you go listen to it, he said he didn't say Mexicans are. He said Mexico allows. Yeah, it's different. Mexico allows them in.
0: Yeah. So, like, if if we're just honest, right. And we know, OK, 7000 people, let's say, for example, just random number are are coming across the border. We're not going to pretend that all 7000 are saints. <laughs>
1: no. we're
0: not there's going to be people in there with bad intentions. So, you know, there's that. There's the human trafficking. There's the drugs. There, There's just so much going on at the border that, you know, I think people have to stop falling for that oversimplified, you know, oh, it's, it's a racism thing.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, even the Democrats are doing it right now because uh, isn't uh, Chicago, the citizens in Chicago, uh, protest or even suing um Chicago, for they're allowing sick. illegal immigrants to go over there. The buses, so yeah, they're
1: angry. they're
2: angry.
1: They're angry because their inner cities are struggling. They, they struggled after the BLM riots, right, after Antifa. Mm-hmm. And they, they they still have a, a government entity that isn't taking care of them. And now we're going to go and put a whole bunch of uh, people that they have to take care of.
0: And then I saw this. I, I could share this clip with you guys. It's I think it's the mayor of New York, I want to say. Uh And Adams. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think it's him. And he's asking, like, you know, they're asking, where's the president? Because I think they're getting an influx of immigrants.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then he's like, well, that shouldn't be happening anywhere. So I'll, I'll play the video. Then uh, you guys can react to it.
1: Oh, yeah. where That's the, the
0: heck
2: is the president of the United States?
0: Uh, That that is a good question, and I think we all should be asking uh, why is this happening to a city that was turning itself around and will continue to do so. Uh, This should not be happening to New York City, Chicago, Los Angeles, and the other big northern cities. And really, it should not be happening to El Paso or Brownsville, Texas. No city should be carrying this burden. It's a national problem, and it needs a national solution. (laughs) right now now all of a sudden when it affects them all that talk about you know opening the borders and and allowing everybody in when they get in now now there's an issue What what do you think of that one
1: it's at their front door now right so i'm in texas i was raised born and raised two hours from that border in new mexico so i have actual life when people when some people are like oh you need to stop listening to fox news i said honey i live (laughs) <laughs> border. I was raised by the border. I don't need news to tell me. I'm telling you, this is, you know, we need to start listening to each other. But, oh, it's, I think that was one of the greatest things that Abbott could do. Because now it's at their front door, the way it's at our front door. We don't—it's not our policies, right? We—we're mm-hmm. we're not a sanctuary state, nor do we have sanctuary cities. So if you're really big and you're going to go and campaign in New York and in California and Chicago, oh, you know. We, you know, sanctuary cities, we need to protect, you know, those coming here for asylum. They're all asylums. Even the criminals Mm -hmm. that commit murders and are deported and come back in five, eight times. They're still seeking asylum, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So, you know, I'm glad it's at their front door because now now they're getting the validation because I could just be some idiot, right? That's what they say that just makes stuff up. But now that it's at their front door, it's it's validated and they don't like it.
0: No. And it shows their hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. So, So, I mean,
1: (laughs) we have to capitalize on all of those videos, capitalize, capitalize, because hypocrisy is that, you know, that's one of the biggest things that I hated about politicians. And that Mm -hmm. was huge for me and why I voted for Trump, because I was sick and tired. We're all sick and tired of career politicians
2: sick and tired of them yeah yeah well it just puts everything into perspective for everybody else um you know not to change the subject but you know we're talking about immigration and the i you know i identified a couple of things that keep kind of separates uh family members even siblings Mm -hmm. is that sometimes like for example you used the example of, uh, you know, what Trump said, right? And it's being misinterpreted in editing. And we know what the media splices and dices videos and audios, and they've been sued for it, and they don't care because all they care is about the damage that they cause at the moment. Yes. But, you know, I I, I would listen to something like that, and someone would approach me and talk about it, and i go, let me hear the entire clip. Let me hear the context that that was being said on. So there's some people that uh, listen to information that way and process it, And then there's some people, to Daniel's point, is they want to hit you emotionally. So they want to pull on those heartstrings and they want to get you emotional so that you're not thinking rationally. You're not thinking pragmatically. You're not using common sense. You're just making emotional decisions. So um, one of the things that I identified is with family members or even friends is um, that side of it is – there's that separation there. Yes. And with all of this happening right now, it's at the forefront. And uh, we can start seeing the difference between the immigrants of today and the immigrants of the past. That's so right. I, always, I always use the example that, you know, I'm first generation born here. And um, uh, my mom and dad came. My dad came first. And my mom was telling me the story of uh, when they were being vetted uh, mm-hmm. you know, to get their green card. And she goes, we had to go to the point where we had to uh, get community letters, like, you know, from church members, um, you know, the police department. Oh, that, that yeah.
1: You mean that they were being a part of the community? They were, oh, okay.
2: citizens, So they had to present that when they were going to San Francisco uh, for the court hearing to, to get their green card. So that's how thoroughly vetted you would get in order for you to um, get your green card or get your working permit here. Wow. And uh, just imagine, so a lot of people carry that guilt, is saying, oh, my parents were afforded that opportunity to come here and become citizens of the United States. And that's why we have the privilege of being born here and having, um, you, you know, citizenship. So they have that guilt with these people coming in here and telling them, no, you can't come over because they carry that guilt. And right. I tell them, you got to let that go because you gotta, you got to look at the situation now right. and before. And once you can, you know, separate the two, then you can make a good decision uh, based on what's happening now.
1: Right. And you, you're so right. And we have to, you know, this is uh, my grandmother was born in Monterrey, Mexico. You know, I'm a third generation, so my mom's second, uh, first generation. And so, you know, they're like, you know, your grandmother would be so upset with you. I said, no, actually, she would be proud of me because yeah. that our family did it the right way. And they, you know, um, and, and, and the difference is, is that we don't live in the same generation than my grand. It's not 1930s anymore. Yeah. Um, we have real issues. We have real cartels. We have real um, child trafficking, sex trafficking. Um, you know, those, so we, you know, you have to take that emotional thing out of there and know that it was prideful in my grandmother's time for them to become an American citizen. There was joy behind it. It was, there was so much pride in doing it the right way.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And, you know, you just didn't see that the the same issues that you see now, again, all of the things that I just explained, which would uh, prompt you to enforce the laws to protect our sovereign borders. And that's what's important. And to Mm -hmm. make sure that people are, because if they're going to come in illegally, then they're already not respecting the laws of the land.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's, Again, it's like so many layers to it today versus then, right? Yeah. I mean, kind of what you were saying, it's like there's there's real threats now, right? There's people that hate this country. Terrorists. That are trying to come in. And, you know, I believe McCarthy was saying something about last month they or in February, they caught more terrorists at the border than they had, you know, in a long time. Yeah. And it's like that's, that's part of it. That's part of the problem. And then you have a lot of, uh, I believe, Chinese uh, nationalists yeah. you know, coming through the southern border. So, you because know,
1: we know what they like to do in the Middle East. It's going to take one in every major city. I mean, I don't understand how some Americans cannot even fathom that this could happen. They strap on bombs, walk into populated cities across this country, and they're you know, why would we even want to take that chance mm-hmm. after nine eleven? Why? How is it not common sense to want to protect knowing we've already had terrorist issues and that there are countries that, you know, scream death to America all the time. And if you can't comprehend that they're constantly looking for loopholes and ways to hurt us and kill us, then, you know, we, again, we've we've got a lot of work to do in this country. When it comes to communication, education, and really changing what our children are being taught. So we know in our generation, like what I'm doing with my grandkids, we, and I believe you, you're homeschooling, right? We have to take matters into our own hands to get through this generation so that my grandkids, your kids, your grandkids, your grandkids can learn from us and we can, you know, hope for that better generation. And quite honestly, there are more of us. Than yeah.
2: there oh, are yeah. liberals. I agree. I say that all the time. And I think it's probably I don't know if it's because I tend to be an optimist, but I don't I, I don't think it is. But um, I, I do feel like we are the majority. It's just yeah. um, just you know, look at the, Trump's
1: rallies, look at Biden's rallies. It's you can't compare yeah. it.
2: Yeah. And we uh, was it the, a couple of episodes ago we we showed um, the, the chart of homeschooling how it yeah. skyrocketed yeah. in the past three years and yeah. i mean it, the proof is across the board and mm-hmm. people are demonstrating in different ways look at when they start running certain ads they start talking with our dollars they start going uh in you know the opposite oh, yeah.
1: but Light. you talk about but light
2: yeah but Light. um i heard about sports okay. illustrated uh yesterday yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll hear. We'll see what happens with Sports Illustrated. I mean, they want to, you know, the powers to be on their side told them to run <laughs> saw, that. To run that. I saw a Ford ad today. I saw Bud Light. So, you know, That's we'll crazy. see what happens.
0: Yeah. I saw a Ford ad where they had a Raptor painted in the in the in the uh LGBT flag. I almost shed a tear.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: <laughs> I saw that earlier today. Too. And then I also, uh,
1: we, what I, you know, we also have to remember that a lot of that stuff is background noise. They're trying to keep us distracted. Um, and I, and I feel that they do that because why this guy? Why this trans guy? Why are they trying to, you know, they they keep us doing this. They yeah. keep us all over the place so that we aren't focusing and paying attention. We have to be, you know, laser focused on what our job is uh, mm-hmm. right now. In this country, yeah. and that is the people, you know, the fourth branch of government becoming much more powerful than the other three branches, um, and really taking our country back. And, yeah. um, but again, like I told my daughter, it's it, it's going to start, and it's how Trump is going to take city by city. The mayor needs to be making sure we're holding them accountable. Those commissioners up next to your sheriffs, right? Your judges, your governor. I mean, just imagine. And so if we don't get our communities involved that way, then there's always going to be somebody trailing and, you know, and and we're never going to get there. I mean, I, I, I have faith that we can, but I do really feel it's, we need Trump to like push everybody else behind us so that we, the people can actually do what, what we have to do because they, they just hold our head underwater.
2: Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent is that they're all distractions. And if you think that we've got distractions right now with Durham coming out with this information, um, the whole court uh, case with um, Arizona and the uh, election, Carrie, Lake. Carrie Lake with everything that's developing there, that thing is not over, but they're not talking about it in the media. So mm-hmm. to your point, they're having us distracted with all of these things that don't matter. Uh Durham. They I think they just talked about it a a little bit on some networks, but they're not you know going into depth.
1: It was probably here and then gone.
2: (laughs) Yep, exactly. But then here comes, you know, uh the sports illustrated and the Ford ads, and um remember uh Daniel when we were talking about what was happening in Chicago and everything started emotional about that? The how they want the reaction, yeah, and that's exactly what they want, they want that violent reaction separation what you were talking about having us going like this mm-hmm. so we kind of brought it back and said hey you know what what we should do is hold the the people that allowed that to happen accountable
1: yeah. and
2: and not start bashing on on the citizens themselves but uh, because that's exactly what they want they want to separate it
1: so let's uh unite let's unite that's what i've been talking to all those people that mm-hmm. i've had these long conversations that's my voice is raspy but i'll do it i don't care i'll continue to talk for five hours if i have to, <laughs> if that's what it takes but you know and and really make a difference is it mm-hmm. is it going to make a difference fighting and posting memes about devaney it's funny i did it um mm. but you know I, it, it's going to be more impactful when we are uh, coming together as a community holding every single person who took an oath to mm-hmm. protect the constitution and protect the people. Again, you guys, your clerks, your commissioners, your sheriffs, your judges, your state Senate, your state house, your state Supreme court, your state judges, your DAs, who we can go on. Yeah, It's time that we really get into our communities and make that happen.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, just two more different topics that I want to make sure we cover. Yeah. Uh This one I saw literally like, I don't know, like 30 minutes before we came on. And and I hope this one goes through. So this is Anna Paulina. Mm-hmm. And she introduced uh, a resolution to expel Schiff from the That's- House of Representatives. I didn't see that. <laughs> so they, they literally just was like, I saw it right before we came on. So I was like, oh, I got to share this because I we don't like Schiff at all. So <laughs>
1: we don't like his ways.
0: you know, obviously he was one of the biggest uh liars out there to the American public and of
1: the of the, of the russia collusion, he yeah pushed it the most yeah.
0: And, and um you know we, we told people, you know, I think one of our first two episodes is do not trust Schiff, uh, everything that guy has said you know will come out as as a lie, it's a and lie. you know with that Durham report. It just boom cements that. And so I hope like people like that, you know, I think we had talked about it before, Danny, where it's like, all right, well, he's on he's on TV, he can say whatever he wants to say. There's no quote unquote standard, right, for him to be on 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 TV and 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 he's not under oath, right? Okay. So politicians like that, we've said this before, have no morals. So what he's mm-hmm. gonna do is he's gonna lie to the public because he's not under oath. He can get away from it. And and he stays in power. You know what I mean. Those kind of people need to be like, when 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 it's figured out, when it's found out, there's evidence that he lied to the country like that. He should be kicked out of government, expelled from like any position he has, or potentially running from government ever again.
1: Oh, That's and he opinion. was strong about it. Like he was. Oh, this it happened. and, re, mm-hmm. and remember, he even did his own little monologue to his, like his interpretation, read, of, the yeah, his interpretation yeah. of it like he's disgusting I he's ha- so disgusting and I, I'm so proud of you Ana Paulina kudos to you gracias amiga for really <laughs> getting in there you know um we need more people like her um I have a lot of people in my community and in my family and some people that are you going to run for office one day Melinda
0: you were going <laughs> to that
1: Were you going to ask me that? Well, here's my answer. I would love to run for office. My fear is that we know my Latina blood. (laughs) If I were to be in the halls with, you know, likes like AOC, I would probably be in timeout a lot in there. So (laughs) No, but, uh, you know, and I love being an activist because I don't have anybody tying my hands, right? Or, you mm-hmm. know, I have to bite my tongue. So, I mean, I would be like a, I would probably be like a Bobert or like a, a Marjorie Taylor Greene, and, you know, but you just throw in some of that Latina spice. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. They, um, you know, they but,
2: take it down too. When they speak, they, oh, they yeah. don't hold back. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. A,
1: but what I tell people is like, look, I've prayed to God a lot about it. <clears throat> and I said, if God walks me down that path and, you know, that's where he leads me to go, I will walk it. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know if it's crossed Danny's mind at all, but I know like at least once or twice it's crossed my mind. It's like, maybe I got to do that too. We have um, to, You know what we I mean? And we'll, we'll see what happens. Right. Yeah. But we right now you know we're not, obviously we're not in government so we're doing what we can with our voices and and you know whatever platforms which is we have it's just
1: as important you guys which yeah. is just yeah. as important because there's so much there's so many more of us than there are there's a government so mm-hmm. there's so much more work to do on this side right that um and that the, the stilta today there aren't enough of you and I Um, So, you know, and and we cannot trust the media. So I love doing what I do. Um, So I, you know, I I don't I don't know what what would ever happen if, you know, if I ever will run for office.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we're gonna try to change as many minds as possible, right? But hey, as long as you change one mind, and then that person goes and changes another one, you know, you start a little chain reaction. You know, hey that's 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 all you need right yeah, and then, like
1: we do got to have good honest people in there though right because yeah, we can educate too. everybody but if we got crooks that lie you know and and say I'm a Republican even though we know that they're a progressive just to go in there and say you know it's just such a catch-22 there's just mm-hmm. there's so much coming at us that we've got to pay attention to
2: yeah yeah we talk about it all the time is that we've used the example the people that are likely to go to the top are probably the people that uh, they you know, they lack a little bit of morals because they'll do anything um, to get what they want. And I think that's a representation of, you know, some of the people that we do see uh, representing, you know, um, whether it's the state or, you know, the federal government or anything like that. So you're right. We do need more uh, good people out there. But again, the optimist in me, Mm -hmm. is, you know, some of these people are not elected. They're appointed.
1: They're selected.
2: Uh, They're selected. selected. There you go. That's the proper word to use.
1: That's communism, a.k.a. communism.
2: I truly believe that. Um, And uh, you just go with, you know, history. And the history is that those Dominion machines were used in other countries like Venezuela, where there's, you know, widespread corruption. And they're just using the same played out tactics that, you know, we're catching on to. And um, hopefully 2024, they they can't do what they've done in the past. And, you Mm -hmm. know, there's our vote will be overwhelming and, you know, we'll get Trump back in there. I
1: pray so.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, kind of one one more topic is, um, you know, there's another video I want you guys to watch. I don't know if you've seen it, but. Just kind of, you know, listen to it and, and then just see what you guys think about this one.
1: There's a misconception that all white nationalists have to be white. But let's look at Hispanic white nationalists like Proud Boys leader Enrique Tarrio and online political activist Nick Fuentes. What have you seen in regards to non-white people becoming advocates for white supremacist ideas?
2: Uh, thanks so much for having me, Katie. On it's uh, uh, having me on, Katie. It's great to be back. Um, the Latino identity, uh, the Hispanic identity, the Latinx identity is incredibly complex. It is not uh, exclusively a race. It is not exclusively an ethnicity. It creates a lot of room for. Uh, for extremist views like white supremacy, one of the, the phenomena that we've seen over over, uh, especially recent years, is misinformation, disinformation, and um, radical narratives being pushed into uh, Spanish
0: speaking communities. So I let you guys. No, react
1: first. Not. Then I'll
0: tell you what I think. <laughs>
2: uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I. I think it's an old, played-out tactic. It's called uh, language. So they changed the definitions. They're trying to de- change a definition on us and confuse the heck out of us. They did it with the vaccines. They changed the, the definition of vaccine. They, they've they done it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And this one is so far out ridiculous that I I, I would question anybody that would take this serious.
1: <coughs> yeah. Well, this only solidifies that they've lost the Latino vote. Okay, so they have lost the majority of us Latinos that they now have. Now we're going to become the white supremacists. And, you know, there's another reason why they we have a wide open border to allow more from the Latin uh, countries to come in because we naturalize you know, Americans that are of Hispanic Latin descent, we are naturally conservative. And the majority of, of us have woken up to this nonsense of the Democrat party and it shows. So now they have to come up with all this new stuff. Oh, now there's Hispanic white supremacists. Um, I would literally laugh in somebody's face if they were to ever come close to me and even say that because it's, utter nonsense there is no such thing as a white supremacist hispanic now it's just becoming comical
0: yeah no i like i like at the end how he said that uh what do you say misinformation in spanish language (laughs) it's like i only know univision and telemundo and they're they're riding hard for the left so (laughs) i don't know i'd love to see the spanish uh
2: well that would be you daniel (laughs)
1: <laughs> Talk about
2: me yeah they're talking about you yeah
1: i I've, I've heard it all now i have heard it i mean i've, I've been called a coconut so <laughs> yes. i guess that's coming next that i am now a hispanic white well so,
2: i guess i've always been i'm
1: gonna go get the, the t-shirts mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah no i just thought it was funny like uh also to have you know you know, I'm not, not too big on race, but to have a white guy speaking on <laughs> Hispanic, you know, mm-hmm. Latin, uh, mm-hmm. Latin white supremacists supposedly, is, is just ridiculous. Well, and, remember
1: what Malcolm X said. He said that the, it's the white liberal
0: are yeah. the ones
1: that need to, you know, we need to watch out for. Yeah. So, just saying.
0: That, that's that goes true.
1: for us as well. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm going to go have a T-shirt made. <laughs> I'm, no, not but I'm, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. But, <Or> that, <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it's it, that's the thing, right? That, you know, as long as we keep speaking up and we we're able to, you know, hey, we, we see that clip and then we respond to it or something, right? Where it's like, nah, that's, that's not true. And secondly, it's like, you know, ha, have a Latino on, a conservative one. He'll, he'll, he or she will explain to you why it is that they're, you know, they left the left or they were never there in the first place, either, whatever it is.
1: I'm dying to go on CNN.
0: (laughs) And, you know, anyone, Univision, you know, anybody, you know, they don't, they won't have it. And if they do, it's, it's, you know, it's people that aren't even allowed to, it's like when Trump had the town hall. And the lady would ask the question. He's trying to answer, and then she's interjecting with her opinion or her narrative. And it's like that's they do the same thing when you have Latinos conservatives on on those Spanish media. It's like they they don't get the opportunity to really explain or, no. or to tell the people what what's really going on. You know what I mean? No,
1: no, because that, that way they can spin it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They
1: just get, you know, just little pieces and they cut it, edit, and then they spin it. So that's why they're irrelevant anymore. And, you know, we have to just continue to be the voice. And I really hope that we can do that with Luca as well. And, you know, bring on you guys too. I mean, there's just so much that we have planned and um, just keep on going.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, 2024 is coming. It's going to be here quick. And you know we've been talking about it before the way time flies in general, you know mm-hmm. in just life you know twenty twenty four the election's gonna be here next week Tomorrow, it, it'll, it'll probably be. feel like it, you know what I mean, yeah. and you know that's kinda that's kinda as far as me personally what, what I feel it's like okay, yeah, I gotta do my best to like try to step it up, you know what i mean try yeah. to when to. i see th- when I see things that aren't correct or something that's like oh you know they're they're gaslighting um you know, I, I gotta, I gotta say something. And so that's kind of what I, what I'm going to do. <laughs> so
1: awesome. you might yeah, see, we have
0: to. Uh, post more than usual. So, you know, but it's just, I'm, I'm trying to spread the word, you know, clarify some stuff, yeah. Um you know, and, and see, see what happens. Right.
1: That's so, all we can do and keep talking to those in your circle, in your communities. I mean, sometimes, you know, i we even get in conversations with total strangers sometimes <laughs> you know? yeah.
0: so yeah. Uh, yeah. i guess to 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 finish it off uh where where can people find you um and all that website yeah. or or whatever it is that you have.
1: Uh yes, yeah, so for me, you can find me um if you do Melinda Ann um, or you can also do a if you do a search of uh hashtag New Mexit, that's N E W M-E-X-I-T. It'll take you to all of my platforms. Same with Luca. We are on Twitter, we are on um, Instagram, we are on Facebook, we are even on TikTok. So, and I'm on all of those as well. So like I said, you can either find me through hashtag newMexit. Or you can Melinda Ann, uh just Google, and it'll take you to all of my platforms. Borde um, Latino for Luca. It's www.bordelatino.org. That'll take you to our website as well, where you can start. Uh, we have a great writer. Uh, we're going to start doing a lot within our website as well.
0: Cool, cool. Awesome. That's good. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll keep it. Uh, what do you call it? We'll keep doing this. We'll keep yeah. trying to speak with more I'm, people.
1: I'm happy to come back. And like I said, when we get started, I'll bring you guys on. That's how we're gonna make this happen, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We gotta we gotta unite, right? I think uh, you know, that's why I like I chose that word when I when I did the the lead unite is because you know, we need there I think there's I, I said it before on the live we were on last time. You know, I believe there's a lot of leaders out there. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I consider you a lead, Danny, you know, everyone else we were on that live with. I consider a lot of people leads. And the way we're going to win this is if we get together, you know, if we're if we're fractured and all separated, you know, we might still make an impact. But imagine if if, you know, everyone's united and, you know, fighting for, you know, the future, basically. Right. Because that's that's today. Today, it sucks. It is what it is today. But, you know, we can't let it continue. So you know, that's the
1: goal. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So I guys, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I loved this conversation. Um, and, you know, I really hope that a lot of the listeners and the viewers out there um, that will watch this today or watch it, you know, throughout the days has, you know, can kind of maybe um, understand the value of, communicating and and hopefully we can all like you said do this together just become united it's so important we don't need to be different organizations we need to be a bunch of organizations with our arms locked together
0: exactly yeah so you know we're ready for whoever wants to work and get, yeah. get this done you know we're, we're here <laughs> that's
1: great thanks guys right, well,
0: well, well thank thanks for tuning thank in everybody and we'll, we'll catch you guys on the next one
1: all right take care
0: yeah, bye, bye.